Hi, this is Regina Davis, NARUC's Director of Communications and Public Affairs. Today's Power Walk features a conversation we had this spring with the American Gas Association. Christina Sames, Senior Vice President of Safety, Operations, and Security, and Kimberly Denbow, Managing Director of Security and Operations, walk us through several aspects of natural gas utility safety, as well as cybersecurity, and new initiatives on the horizon. We always appreciate getting these updates from industry. So let's take a power walk. So Christina, I'd like to start with you. Uh, FEMSA and Congress have emphasized the importance of going beyond regulations and adopting a pipeline safety management system framework, also known as PSMS. So can you please explain to us what the importance of PSMS is and what AGA is doing to advance this important initiative? I'd love to. Uh, so at a very high level, PSMS really helps operators understand, manage, and continuously improve safety efforts. Uh, when properly implemented, it actually prepares and empowers all of the company employees to identify and address and monitor threats. It's, it's generally a plan, do, check, act system, and it has 10 very specific elements to it. Uh, elements such as uh, leadership and management commitment, uh, risk management, operational controls, uh, emergency preparedness and response, the industry actually set up a, a, a full website that helps all operators, no matter if they're natural gas or hazardous liquid, or even members of the public, better understand PSMS. Um, so I guess before I even go further, I, I would really like to promote the uh, Pipeline Safety Management System website. It has a whole slew of materials to better understand this whole product. Um, going to your question of, of how AGA is uh, advancing PSMS, this actually came about as a recommendation from the NTSB. And they saw that safety management systems were moving forward and advancing the safety of the airline industry. So after a, an event, and this was years ago, they recommended that the industry, specifically API, the American Petroleum Institute, create a recommended practice on pipeline safety management systems. So we were at the table, we saw the importance, and as soon as that recommended practice was released, we began actively encouraging members to adopt. Um, and we did that through creating discussion groups um, as a starting point. There are virtual roundtables held about four times a year, and we normally have a good 100 folks on the call it's sharing of how companies are advancing PSMS and how they're addressing different issues. We hold an annual workshop and that workshop brings in external experts from other industries, uh, the airline industry, chemical industry, medical. We've had, uh, I've lost track of how many outside speakers we've had uh, because we wanna learn, uh, part of PSMS is learning from others. So we learn from other industries, and then we also learn internally uh, through our membership. 
having members speak about how they're advancing PSMS, the challenges that they're facing, how they're working through the challenges and getting input from others. Um, more recently, uh, and, and maybe I'll give it in between, back in May of 2019, uh, the AGA board actually uh, formally recommended that everyone adopt within three years PSMS. And that set us on a path to be even more aggressive than we were. So some of the more recent uh, new initiatives that we have underway, we set, stood up a steering group, an executive level steering group that reports directly to the board on PSMS. And in each of those meetings, they share uh, lessons learned from incidents and near misses. Uh, they uh, are sharing how they're advancing the maturity of their SMS program. Uh, and they're sharing uh, really how, how they're working through some of the challenges with implementing those 10 specific areas. We also stood up um, and a, uh, I call it, uh, it's, it's, called, it's officially called the Operational Risk Data Committee. And one of the things that, that we know is the importance of learning from past events. So this group uh, does a very deep dive analysis into publicly available information on incidents. Themza uh, has a fabulous database. And so we're looking at, uh, as an example, uh, other outside force vehicular damage. And you go, what the heck is that? It's basically people hitting above ground structures. And so when we did our deep dive analysis, what we found is a lot of them are people running off the road, running through fences, running through protective measures that, and a car landing where it shouldn't be. Over half are, are those reported incidents. And so then we look at, okay, well, what's left and, and how, do we, how do we address this issue? So that's the purpose of that group to really do the deep dive analysis and figure out what else to do um, to address the other risks. The, the third initiative uh, is a virtual assessment program on PSMS. This is where subject matter experts from other companies look at a company's PSMS program and determine how it could be made better. Uh, so it's your peers telling you, here's what you need to do in order to advance your maturity, advance your program. Uh, it's a pilot right now, but I'm pretty sure it will become a full program next summer or this summer. <laughs> I have to remind myself what year it is. <laughs> uh, and, and then finally, uh, the board just uh, approved a few weeks ago, a virtual uh, uh, apologize, the, a voluntary information sharing initiative. It's something that FIMSA really tried to move forward, but we couldn't get it through Congress. Uh, so the industry is doing it. And that will be a voluntary collection of information on incidents and near misses so that we can do an analysis of that information and figure out how do we learn from it. So just a few things that we're doing on PSMS um, and I know we're short on time, so I'll stop talking. <laughs> that was a, a lot of information, and it seems like this is an important initiative. My my goodness. Uh, I think this is something that I'm going to be reaching out to you 
to uh, get more information on later on because Love you know, they, yes, because Nehruk has has a newsletter and um, we're going to be kicking off a podcast soon. So you've already given me some uh, some information for those two uh, vehicles. Now we know that safety is a core value for uh, AGA and its members. So how is AGA helping to raise the bar in natural gas utility safety? This is one I could probably speak all day on, uh, and it's almost hard to figure out where to begin. Uh, so maybe additional information for a future podcast. But uh, in the interest of time, I'm only going to highlight a few efforts that, that I think would be important to the commissioners. And I'll start with our best practices program. Uh, this is a program that's been in existence since before I came to AGA, decades. Uh, it allows companies to, uh, it, it's topic specific and the topics change each year. They rotate. So a topic will be benchmarked and then three, five, seven years later, depending on the topic will be benchmarked again. But the purpose is to identify leaders within a topic like damage prevention. Bring those leaders together through roundtables to learn, uh, to, so that others can learn from those that are in the top quartile. Uh, it allows companies to benchmark themselves against others on very specific elements within that topic. Um, so if I stay with damage prevention, locating. Uh, so a company could then determine, you know, who's top quartile in locating a pipeline so that they can learn from those in that particular area. Uh, and then during the roundtable, we, we pull all of our subject matter experts together to really have a deep dive analysis, do presentations from the top quartile companies. And then the reason it's called best practices is we, we break into sessions and the companies from all over the country identify how they, if they feel their company has a leading practice, a best practice to address a particular risk, it's listed. And then the entire group votes on which are the best, which are the best of the best, therefore the best practice program. The second topic, uh, the second program I'd like to highlight is our peer review program. And this is gas companies helping gas companies. So I mentioned the virtual assessment program where we're bringing subject matter experts in to help a company. It's the same type of concept. And so um, a comp voluntarily companies sign up, they agree to be assessed, and then they agree to send out as many people as they receive to help other companies. When a company is being assessed, there we AGA bring in uh, per topic, three to five subject matter experts from other companies along with ourselves to figure out what the company is doing well and where they have opportunities to improve. Uh, we require every company to go through three baseline topics, safety culture, so we can get a really good feel for how the company is doing to, uh, to uh, empower their employees to really look for safety issues and how how sincere are their leaders in that particular area? A pipeline safety risk management is the second topic we require them to do, pretty much like it sounds. How are they addressing pipeline risk? And then worker procedures and technical training. Uh, and for that one, um, we're looking at, you know, how are they really qualifying the individuals 
How are they training the employees? Um, at the end of the week, it's a week-long uh, assessment. At the end of the week, we provide back to the company that, that report. Here's what we believe you're doing really well. Here, your peers believe this is what you're doing really well. And your peers are telling you, here's where you really have areas for improvement. It's one thing for, for you know, sometimes a company may, may, may not see a particular issue because they're too close. Mm-hmm. But when your peers tell you, it's a little bit of a different story. Right. So um, I'd say those are the two. Uh, there's a lot of other things we're doing. Conferences, workshops, exhibitions, workshops. We do probably a couple events a week uh, just within my department, all to really help the industry learn and advance. Um, so a lot more material for a future podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for for that overview, Christina. So Kimberly, let's chat for a minute about cybersecurity. What initiatives are gas utilities undertaking in terms of cybersecurity? Sure, Regina. First of all, um, allow me to thank you for this opportunity to highlight the benefits reaped from a forward-thinking board on the cyber front, as well as proactive community of gas utility cybersecurity professionals. Together, um, it's a great formula for moving the industry forward in a very coordinated, strategic fashion. Um, So AGA has a three-point cybersecurity action plan that includes the development of more robust cybersecurity standards known as API 1164 version three. Uh, It's focused on cybersecurity for pipeline operational technology, for example, industrial control systems. Uh, Second part of it, we're coordinating with the US Department of Homeland Security to incorporate API 1164 version three into a cyber self-assessment tool for operators to use. And then thirdly, we're working with the federal and state governments to leverage this standard to help them gain an improved understanding of how industry operators are protecting their operational technology networks. So from that perspective, that is the overall, the overarching um, near-term program. And when I say near-term, I mean the past year or so into the next year or so. We do have some initiatives, new initiatives that we're working on. Um, And I'm actually quite pleased to say we have quite a few really solid reference materials under development by the AGA Cybersecurity Subcommittee. Um, The top three would include the Cyber Vulnerability Management Strategy Document. This is a considerations document for identifying active and inactive attack paths. Um, for the operator to be paying attention to, and then suggested countermeasures and whatnot to associate with that. Um, The second item we're working on is cyber asset management infographic. Uh, Since everyone's stressed tight for time, infographics seem to be a great way to go. And so this is intended to help operators align their information technology network with their operational technology network and the inventory of assets in each of those. And then to the, unless you know what it is that you have, you don't know what it is you need to protect. So that is kind of the key with that particular reference document. And then lastly, we're working on a supply chain cyber integrity questions to ask your vendor document. 
Uh, it's an ad hoc task group that we've pulled together and they're developing a technical guide to help gas utilities ask themselves the right questions on supply chain integrity management when they're speaking to their vendors. Okay, these are all really important uh, initiatives. And I want to go back to something that you, you mentioned. You mentioned uh, attack path. Can you uh, expound on that just a little bit? Sure. So by that, what it is? Mm-hmm. Sure. So basically, this is an initiative that we've just started. So it's the initiative of the initiative. Um, and basically, it's helping the operators understand what are the possible entries into their system. Um, A lot of times, just in general, you have folks saying, well, we're not gonna be the target of a particular attack. Well, they may not be the target of a particular attack. They may actually be a vector to get to the target, such as when you go back to, let's say the target um, store chain, um, when they had the, the, the hacker used the HVAC contractor to get access to target. So here's where we're trying to help the operator understand the cyber vulnerabilities from really different perspectives rather than just going into their front door, so to speak. Thank you for that explanation. So what cybersecurity initiatives have gas utilities already had in place that commissioners and staff should be aware of? Oh yeah, I love, I love that you asked this because um, we have been, like I said, it's very beneficial to have a forward leaning board when it comes to cybersecurity. And so we have quite a handful of initiatives that I wouldn't even say are initiatives anymore. They're almost like a part of the companies, part of the DNA of a lot of our member utilities. The first one being the Downstream Natural Gas Information Sharing and Analysis Center, the DNG ISAC. Basically, this facilitates the sharing of threat information within the natural gas industry and across sectors. Uh, We have a threat analyst who compiles the overwhelming amounts of threat information out there, pulls out what is specifically impactful to gas utility operations, and then shares that along with threat indicators and whatnot to the members of the downstream natural gas information sharing and analysis center community. And then also coordinates with across the sector with other ISACs, that's what these are called, to be able to compile this information again, to come back and share with um, the DNG ISAC community. So that's one. One that Christina talked about from the operations side, we also have the AGA peer cyber reviews um, initiative program, I mean, where we have AGA member utilities that we bring them together and they consult with their pure utility cyber subject matter experts, walk through a cyber assessment um, program that we had developed with them. Uh, It's a very extensive comprehensive program. And basically they put all of their cards on the table and then their peers judge them based upon that. So it is very, um, as you can imagine, There's a lot of um, great nuggets of information that come out of this. Um, And when you hear, as Christina pointed out, when you hear it from your peers, it tends to have a lot more weight um, and value than if you hear it, let's say from a a contractor or someone like that. So so this is a program that, and during the COVID time period, we've been doing this via a virtual mechanism as well. And so 
we're really proud of that particular program. We also have what's called cybersecurity capability maturity model workshops. We're leveraging the Department of Energy's cybersecurity capability maturity model. We facilitate this workshop for our member utilities to come together, walk through this model with their program, and that at end result, the model tells them how mature or immature or how much their program can advance depending on their risk um, tolerance. So it's a great program um, that we've been doing for years now. And then we also have the Cyber Mutual Assistance Program. This is something that we coordinate through the Electric Sector Coordinating Council, and they extended it to the natural gas um, industry. And so we do that very jointly, um, jointly with them in the event just like with regular storm mutual assistance, right? have a cyber incident, this is intended to be a cyber mutual assistance. Um, and that has all of its intricacies and complexities and whatnot associated with that. Um, one thing I do wanna mention before I leave this particular topic is our cyber subcommittee has developed a few reference documents that folks have been using quite a bit across the industry. One is a remote workforce cyber tips infographic that came out. We pulled that together right after COVID um, when everyone started remotely working and then you had folks having to tie into operational technology remotely. Um, cloud service considerations document uh, in speaking at Nehru on a few occasions. I know the questions about, about cloud service um, management, cloud service technologies, the value of it. Well, this is a document that is intended to help the operator ask these questions. If I move my industrial control systems and operational technology to the cloud service platform, these are the questions I should be asking the, the vendor. These are the questions I should be asking myself right. um, rather than just taking the vendor at face value for the words. And it helps the individual understand the fine print. And then also something we developed a while back and it ties into supply chain is the AGA cybersecurity procurement language tool. It's a tool to help um, operators understand what type of language and frame, frameworks and, and um, yeah, I would just say language should be considered when you come when it comes to procurement contracts uh, for cyber related um, purchases. So with all that going on, of course, now I want to know, well, what's next for gas utilities in the cybersecurity field that our commissioners and staff should be on the lookout for? Well, what's exciting that's next is that what's next is us working together. Um, we've been working together, but continuing to work together. And this actually brings us full circle back to what I started with, which was API 1164 version three, that more robust cybersecurity standard that we're working on getting passed. Um, once that is published, the commissioners are strongly encouraged to leverage that standard to gain an improved understanding of how their gas utility operators are protecting operational technology networks. It's a reference document. It's a standard, you know, industry is going to embrace. And the more the commissioners understand it, the better off the conversations are going to be. And that actually leads to one of the 
I think one of the best products out of Nehru, of course I'm biased on cyber, is the Nehru Cyber Primer. And that has been such a helpful guide to get that cybersecurity conversation going between the state and its utilities. And API 1164 version three is going to be another valuable tool in the commission's cybersecurity toolbox. So that's something for us to look forward to going along it together. Um, the more we can all kind of coordinate on the cyber front, then we're all shoot, spending our energy shooting towards the same mission as opposed to um, conflicting with each other. So that's what we got going on. Great, thank you so much. And you're right, it sounds like that takes an enormous amount of coordination, but AGA seems to have a handle on it. And Christina, I'm gonna jump back over to you and ask you a similar question. So looking ahead, where do you see gas utilities heading in terms of safety and security? I'd say a, a couple areas and I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, first, continuing to advance PSMS. And this is a all in everyone involved helping each other do that. Um, this isn't a this isn't an effort that uh, that that we just say do this without really providing the support uh, to to help companies advance. Not only within AGA, but really as an industry. Um, I mentioned at the very beginning the industry website, and that's just one little piece of what the collective industry beyond AGA is doing to advance PSMS. Uh, the second area uh, is really in regard to introducing hydrogen and renewable natural gas into the infrastructure. Uh, so there's a lot of efforts underway. Uh, I just um, Matter of fact, just this morning, I, I'm part of the International Gas Union's Distribution Committee. And one of the things that we talk about collaboration, this is worldwide collaboration on how different company countries around the world and companies within those countries are integrating hydrogen and renewable natural gas to reduce the footprint or carbon footprint as an industry. We're already dramatically reducing greenhouse gas emissions through the help of really the commissioners and all of those innovative rate mechanisms to replace aging infrastructure faster. So uh, got to, can't wait to get rid of all the cast iron and the bare steel and maybe the historic plastics and some of the other things that cause some of those emissions. Mm -hmm. That work is really reducing our footprint. Now we're looking ahead at how do we integrate hydrogen um, blend it into our system, but do it in a safe manner. Though it's not impacting the infrastructure and it's not impacting the customers at the end. And then finally on cyber, on security, uh, you, if, you're, if you're catching a theme of collaboration, uh, it goes across the board. So for security, I, I think it's twofold. It's working with others to really strengthen the recommended practices and the standards that we have on security so that we can address this constantly evolving threat. But then also giving companies the opportunity to not only do self-evaluations, but also to be evaluated by others, whether they're peers or government, to give that outside perspective. That outside perspective really helps uh, everything just raise the bar across the board. So that would be my list. 
Okay, wow, that's an impressive list. Thank you. And Kimberly, do you have any final thoughts on cyber? Sure. It's one thing I do want to touch on, um, and Christina touched on this, and, and it's something I want to make sure the commission, um, the commissioners really understand it. it it's, a, it's a rising topic, and it is field worker assault prevention. And that crosses between security and safety. And it's not specific to cybersecurity. It actually has very little to do with cybersecurity. Um, but it is it has directly to do with um, the increasing number of physical and verbal assaults on our field workers. Just going out, turning on meters, even those turning on meters. Um, and so this is something that AGA is uh, aggressively working on field worker assault prevention initiative. Um, but stepping back to cybersecurity, we're going to continue working with our federal government partners on this. You know, there's discussions right now about cybersecurity breach reporting. Um, there's there's ways to do all of this stuff that makes a lot of sense and helps everyone um, in a win-win situation. And I believe that's why these collaborations, these, uh, these, these opportunities to have these conversations and understand what makes sense and what doesn't make sense is the more sensible way to go before policies are put into place. So that's what we're looking for as we move forward um, into further into 2021. Thank you both so much for that excellent discussion. I hope you'll come back for future conversations particularly regarding AGA's Field Worker Assault Prevention Initiative. This is Regina Davis, and I thank you all for listening and taking a Nehruk Power Walk. Mm -hmm.